HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Fairway Market, like no other market, a New York City institution that sells the best local, national, and international artisan foods for prices that can't be beat. For more information, visit fairwaymarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby, broadcast live to the cosmos on the Heritage Radio Network. Happy Friday, and welcome to Cutting the Curd. It's finally Friday. We're in our new time slot, 4 o'clock. Sorry, we're running a few minutes late today, um, but we are here. Excited to be here in the studio with uh, Sue Sturman, who I will let her uh, give her own introduction because she's worn many hats, and um, she's been on the <laughs> show before. I believe episode 86 you can uh, take a listen to to hear her on our past shows, but we're super happy to have her back uh, in the studio. Um, I'm your host, Sophie Schlesinger. Anne is out this week, but don't worry. She will be back next week. Um, so happy to be back. We had a, a little break with uh, Diane Stemple doing an awesome job guest hosting with a bunch of great people in studio. So check out those past episodes. Um, but today, the show is all about the cheesemonger and, and what that means and how you can train to be a cheesemonger and what options are out there for you. So, Sue, welcome to the show. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you. It's fabulous to be back. And um, what we're going to talk about today for the first part of the show is this new training program that Sue is, I believe, the director of. Is that correct? I'm director of the English program yeah awesome so i would love if you could just uh tell us what that program is and how it started uh how it's running and yeah the whole the whole scoop great um yeah it's uh it's a new school it's it's a an, a new version of a school that's existed for a long time in france actually okay. um it's called the academy opus cassius and it grew out of the internal training programs at mons fromager um, people in this country know Hervé Mons. Right. Uh, he has a brother. His name is Laurent Mons, and he has been responsible for the retail sales and uh, the, the, all of the retail shops, the retail program at Mons in France, and also for all of the training. 
Okay. And uh, so he's been doing training in France for cheesemongers for 10 years. Um, And the Mons family, uh, Hervé and Laurent, are the second generation of the family that have been in the cheese business. So we're drawing on about 50 years of uh, classic French cheese experience. yeah. Um, So it's pretty fabulous. Um, Laurent has also designed programs for the French governmental national training programs in France. Wow, okay. So he's really the real deal. He's the real deal, yeah. He's the real deal. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, So uh, one of the first things that I want to say, just to clarify things, um, because I think there's a little confusion out there, Um, what we are not is we are not a sales arm of the Mons Cheese Program. Okay, so this is like a separate total. It's branch. a separate business. Separate business. It's a okay. completely separate business, and we do not sell Mons Cheese. Okay. It's not our purpose. It's not our intention. It's not what we talk about. We do work with Mons Cheese because that's what we've got. Right. Um, and it's pretty good. And it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. But, uh, but that's simply because that's what we have in-house. We are embedded within the Mons physical structure. Right. We're at the caves, at the tunnel, in France, in Saint-Anne-le-Châtel. Um, but we are not about selling Mons cheese. Period. End of story. I don't sell Mons cheese. So I set sell the education. Record straight. Set the record straight. You're cutting the curd. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, what we are offering at the moment are... Um, is a program called Essential Foundations for Cheese Professionals. Okay. It's a two-week residential program in France, in Saint-Anne-le-Châtel, which is this magnificent uh, 650-person village built in the 12th century. Not it's a, not gorgeous. a bad gig, yeah. You know, the, <laughs> and as you walk to class, you walk past fields with Charolais cattle. Wow. It's really bucolic. It's very, very beautiful. Um, and that's where Mons happens to have its, its facilities. Um, and what Essential Foundations for Cheese Professionals is, is a comprehensive course um, using that old chestnut, you know, from the field to the table. We cover everything about cheese um, in those two weeks uh, that a professional cheesemonger needs to know. Um, we are not a program for cheese enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. We don't accept them. Okay. We're not geared to them. This is not a. This is not cheese appreciation. This is working with cheese. It's we cover what you need to know to work with cheese. Right. The practical knowledge. Okay. And is there any other course like this in I don't know the states or abroad? Because I haven't. Not anywhere heard of that I've like this come across. I mean, people may know that I was associated with the American Cheese Society's certification exam Mm -hmm. for eight years. And one of the things that we did was we researched. We looked for where the education was because we knew we were kind of putting the cart before the horse. We were creating an exam before there was an education infrastructure, you know, a really significant one. Um, And we looked. And, you know, there are cheese education programs out there, Mm -hmm. and there are programs that are geared for professionals, but there are none that are deeply embedded and have a hands-on component. Right. And that's what we do. Okay. Um, we're 80 hours over two weeks, and 50% of the time you're working with Mons Cheese in the Mons Caves mm-hmm. and in the production facility, you know, doing hands-on work side-by-side with the Mons professionals. Great. And probably eating and, and tasting a lot of cheeses, I'm Every assuming. day. Yeah. Every day. We have a, in fact, we have a very 
um, formally structured um, sensory analysis training that's a component of every single day. Okay. Um, so it's not a program where you taste hundreds and hundreds of cheeses. Right. It's a program where the cheeses that you taste, you spend a lot of time. And in fact, one of the things that's kind of unusual is while we're tasting the cheese, we don't talk. Mm-hmm. In fact, we require everyone to be silent and work quietly, taking notes and really just focusing on their senses. Right. We're not telling them what to do. In fact, we present them with the cheese and it's not even marked. It's not even labeled as to what it is. And we do all the talking after the sensory analysis yeah, is completed. I, I find a lot of times when I'm tasting something, if I hear someone say yep. something before I've come up with my, my own you know, analysis or opinion, it kind of can color that. It can. Yeah. It can. And you know, when, I, when I've been in front of the rooms over the 20 or so years that I've been teaching cheese classes, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I've taught lots of cheese classes with a partner who might be a wine expert or something. And, and you have to have a lot of self-confidence when you're up in front of a room speaking about your experience with cheese, and it doesn't match anybody else's. Right. But it's very subjective. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we teach. We have a whole methodology uh, that, that cheesemongers can use to bring a client along in this sensory discovery um, where you're not te- talking down to them, where you're not... Um, telling them what they're supposed to be experiencing, mm-hmm. but where you're actually taking them, walking the path of discovery with them. Right. And we have found that it's a very, very effective sales tool for mm-hmm. what we, we call it building the argument. It doesn't translate. That's the French directly translated. Yeah. Kind of being like a facilitator instead of a, yeah. I don't know, persuader. Maybe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Great. And then what's the the model for these courses? Like, what were you looking to, um, or studying when you kind of came up with this program? Was it from this internal education that Laurent had done? Yeah, or? it was okay. fully, it, it's fully based on what Laurent uh, has been teaching for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been honing this program. Um, it's his PowerPoints. It's his course structure. And then I came along and in fact, when I, when I was invited um, to come just sort of participate and sit in on the course mm-hmm. um, last year, I had no idea what to expect. I mean, I had not been prepped at all. I was told, there's a school. We want you to know about it. Hervé told me about this. I didn't know he had a brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am flying like, to France. Okay, I'll go to France. That and I show good. up in the room and, and, you know, there's Laurent teaching this class of a couple, couple of people and a couple of French professionals. And I am fluent in French, so, you know, that was not an issue. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the first or second day, I was just sitting on a cloud because I kept thinking, oh, my goodness, this is the course we've been looking for. Yeah. You know, because I was still working on certification then. Right, right. Um, you know, I knew that I was winding down with that. I knew I was going to be retiring off that committee mm-hmm. um, and turning it over to my great friend, Max McKelman. Yes, who fellow I think educator. we've also heard on the show. You have. Yep. Fellow you have. CTC alum. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, I was just thrilled. I was really thrilled that this existed. Uh, so we ran a beta course um, in... October, last October, Mm -hmm. and we had three people that we invited to test the course for us and who came to it from different different points of view, and they gave us huge feedback. Um, Happily, most of it was really, really positive. But, you know, I've been working with Laurent to sort of 
hone the course for an English language clientele because it's okay. not only for Americans, it's for English speakers worldwide. Mm-hmm. And it's a slightly different culture. We had to, you know, we, we cut out some portions that are only really um, worthwhile talking about within France because mm-hmm. there are certain quality labeling that applies to France but right. doesn't get exported, like La Belle Rouge right. um, doesn't apply outside of France. Nobody's interested, so we don't need to spend that much time on that. We don't spend any time on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we added in elements. Uh, we added in a whole unit on sourcing cheese. Okay. Um, so there are a number of th- ways that we've reshaped it, tightened it up, um, and, and made sure that we had components that really corresponded to the needs of an English language clientele. Yeah, now that's really interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What in sales, you know, what a cheesemonger's job is, is do you find are the main differences uh, between maybe American shops and French shops or European oh. shops and United <laughs> States shops? It's a great question. As a matter of fact, I'm hosting a seminar at ACS oh, called An International View of Cheesemongering. <laughs> Come to come to yeah, uh, when is Madison. That? Oh, in Madison, Madison, okay. yeah, at, at ACS the next this ACS year. Conference. Great, um, yeah, and it's going to have um, uh, David Lockwood from Neil's Yard Dairy, okay, and uh, Laurent Mons, who's coming uh, from from France, and also um, Valerie Henbest from Australia. Oh wow, it's coming. So we're going to have very different viewpoints, and then obviously a room full of Americans and you know right. whomever else comes, and it'll be. You know, we'll, each person will be talking about their experience and what affects cheesemongering in their countries. We're not going to go into regulations, but we're going to talk about everything okay. else. Um, and we'll have slides of different case sets and, you know, talk about that kind of thing, cool. merchandising and, mm-hmm. and how the media affects the clientele and affects right. what you sell and what you can sell and sh- how that shapes it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the U.S. has a radio show and two magazines dedicated for general circulation to cheese even right. france doesn't have that yeah yeah and um, there are there are all three of those things are relatively new and they're all new yeah mm-hmm. so i think that you yeah. know in fact there was a, a publication that tried to get up and get started in uh, in australia mm-hmm. and it it didn't quite take on yeah so they're they're trying they're yeah. going in the right direction but they're not quite there yet that's but, interesting we had a couple australian cheesemongers on the show i I think it was right after the last um, Cheesemonger Invitational last mm-hmm. summer. And they were saying the same thing. It's kind of almost yeah. there. It's gaining momentum, but not quite to the yeah. same level yet. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know. I'm actually eventually. really excited because we've, you know, I've I've got Australia in my sights because I, I do know that it's a hot market for cheese. Mm-hmm. and and But I don't have a strong personal market in Australia, so I've right. just sort of been trying to network. But we've got people that are enrolled in the course for July Mm -hmm. this year and people who are a group that are planning to come next spring that came because they found out about it not from anything I did yeah I mean they are so Mm. hungry right um so that's I'm I'm really excited about that yeah and now why do you think it's important for cheesemongers to take this course um because we have a really vibrant, fabulous cheese culture in this country, but mm-hmm. we don't have the history. Right. And we have always in this country looked to France and other European countries with a long, strong culture mm-hmm. of how to do it. And um, 
in my opinion, now I lived in France for six years. I I got my start in cheese in France, so I'm mm. a francophile, and I have a definite opinion and point of view about this. Yeah, um, but I do feel that that the French. Um, the history that they have, the long, long, long experience and the culture that they have around cheese is something that we can really take a lot away from and build on independently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like we have to go to France and be a slave to how things are done in France, no. But they do represent a wealth of knowledge and practical know-how. Right. Um, the thing that's really great about the programs that we've got is that they're, they're, not, they're not sort of talking about... They're very practical, hands-on. Fifty percent of the time, you're working hands-on. In mm-hmm. fact, um, I know you had said that one of the things that you wanted to find out about yeah. is what's a typical day like. Yes, yeah. So we started about eight in the morning. Okay. And um, we have our classroom sessions in the morning, uh, and that is classroom discussion. Uh, the first day you get there, the first thing you do is there's a four-page test. Mm-hmm so that we know what your level of knowledge is. And you get the exact same test on the last day. So you can kind of so see your progress. So the students can see their own progress. Yeah. yeah. And then in the interim, there are, there are sort of interim quizzes. Um, there's no grades, so you yeah. know, it's not worth sweating over. Yeah. It's just a measurement. It's just yeah. a way of tracking progress and a way for us to know what you know and what you don't know. Sure. Um, and then we'll we'll do the classroom sessions that day, and it might be you know what are the principles of of milk composition. Um, it might be you know uh, cheese make processes, uh, the families of cheese, and how they are defined um, in France because different countries have different ways of defining cheese, mm-hmm. the families of cheese. But we use the French model. Okay. But then later on, we also talk about other, when we get into the second week and we're talking about building a vocabulary of cheese, we talk about, all right, what are other systems that people use when they're describing cheese? Because mm-hmm. you have to know the language. Right. You have to be able to speak about cheese in a way that your customer will understand it. And different customers have different ways of getting it about mm-hmm. cheese. So you can talk about flavor, you can talk about cult, cust, um, um, texture, you can talk about moisture content, you can talk about country of origin, you can talk about make process, you can talk about animal family, you can talk about, you know, there's all these different categorizations. Right. You need to have a big vocabulary. Yeah. But you need to understand how it all fits together. Right. Um, so that uh, that's building that vocabulary then comes in. When we get more into the merchandising, the first week is more about um, cheese, the background of cheese. How, do, how is cheese made? How does it work? Um, we also talk about affinage. And the second week, it's more about um, the practicalities of selling cheese and mm-hmm. merchandising cheese and caring for cheese when you have it in your shop, sourcing cheese, those practical matters. Um, so we spend the morning doing that. And then before lunch... We'll bring up the cheese platter, and we'll do our sensory analysis. And we have written materials, and uh, we actually structure it so it's a different sense each day. And the, mm-hmm. and the tasting is the the grouping of cheeses is very pedagogical, and it follows the the classroom curriculum, and it follows what you're doing in your in your afternoon work. Um, so it's all very carefully crafted to all come together and every piece makes sense each day and builds on the previous day. Right. Then we have lunch in the classroom um, and uh, we talk 
you know, much more relaxedly. But the sure. conversation continues. It's very intensive. You, you, there's not any time. There's not really yeah. any downtime. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's really fun is that Laurent is a riot. He and I both have theatrical backgrounds, and we have just so much fun. We crack jokes, we're silly, but we're also really, really serious yeah. about the information that we want to get across, but we have fun doing it. Right. Um, and then in the afternoon, we set the students up doing work, you know, receiving cheese, doing triage, doing affinage, uh, preparing orders to to be sent out to either the stores or the or the wholesale orders, um, wrapping, cutting, mm-hmm. lots of hands-on work um, every single day. Yeah. And then in the next the next day, you come back and you have questions about what you did the day before. We talk about that and we move on to the next piece of the curriculum. Wow! So every day has has three components. We also spend one day. It's I believe the Tuesday of the second week that we spend the entire day at a um, a farmstead goat cheese. Uh, uh, maker who is also organic. Okay. And we make cheese. We don't watch cheese being made. We actually make cheese with her. Yeah. Um, and she's fabulous. She's got a university education. She's a natural-born teacher, so she's terrific. And, you know, we milk the goats and we feed the goats and, you know, do all of that. Wow. Well, that sounds pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll, we'll take a quick break while we're all uh, daydreaming about France, and uh, we'll be right back on Cutting the Curd. You're listening to In My Dreams by the California Honey Drops on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Well, I lay down last night. You was resting on my mind. Well, I lay down last night. You was resting on my Hi, I'm Steve Jenkins from Fairway Markets. I've devoted my idiot career to the old ways, the old recipes, the old tools, the old geography of where serious foods come from for centuries. And I've strived to make these wonderful things available to New Yorkers for 37 years. So it's a fait accompli for us to support Heritage Radio Network. And I hope you will too, and I hope you'll keep tuning in. For more information, please visit fairwaymarket.com. And we're back on Cutting the Curd. Thank you to our sponsor, Fairway Market. Uh, we're here with Sue Sturman talking about the Academy Opus Cassius um, in France, the cheesemaker training program, or cheesemonger training program, excuse me, um, that has just launched. And um, we just were talking about a day, a typical day in the course, which uh, sounded really amazing. And now we're back with a special announcement from Sue uh, that I think is going public now as now, we speak. Now you're getting the top scoop. secret scoop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, just to translate the Latin of our name, Academy yes. Opus Cassius, it, I translate it as learning the work of cheese. Okay. And that's really what we teach. Right. 
So this hot scoop is that we are, I am officially announcing that we have developed and are offering an affinage course of two weeks at Mons in the caves and the tunnel in France. Very cool. Yes. And I'm when very will this excited about it. This start? is going to be in September and in November of this year. We okay. don't have next year's dates yet, but uh, this year in September and next year in, and this year in November. Yeah. And the courses, uh, the essential foundations for cheese professionals, the cheesemongering course is um, in May and July. Okay. May and July, and then September and October for yeah. this new Afinash September course. and November. September and November yeah. for that. And the Afinash. dates are all up on the website, which is um, www.academy-mons.com, and it's Academy IE. Okay. Although if you put a Y in there, you'll get there. You'll get there yeah. through Google somehow. Yeah. We've, no, we set it up. <laughs> oh, great. We have both Smart. URLs. <laughs> The internet is a is an amazing thing. Well, it helps. Oh. My husband's a CTO, so oh, there he, you go. Yeah, he helps with a lot of this <laughs> stuff. It's very convenient. Now, can you just um, go through that a little bit with, uh, for our listeners? Affinage. What does that mean? Is that a profession <clears throat> here in the states? Um, that's something that has a much longer tradition in France. Yes, and kind of what this course entails. Yeah, it has a much longer tradition in France, and um, Mons. Really, the backbone of the Mons business is. Affinage. Mm-hmm. Um, they do retail, they do a huge amount of export, um, but the backbone of the of the business is the affinage operations that they have. What affinage is is the maturing of cheese. So a cheesemaker right. will make the cheese and age it for a certain amount of time on the farm or in the production space, mm-hmm. <coughs> if it's a creamery. But then its further development. Uh, is, in our optic, best done. It's a separate profession. Mm-hmm. It's a different profession. Okay. It's a different skill set. It takes a different infrastructure, and it's just as all-consuming time-wise as making cheese is. So it's very, very difficult for one operation to do all of it. Right. Unless you have different teams. And lots of space. And, and lots of space yeah. and the infrastructure, I mean, right. it's very different infrastructure. Right. Um, and the expertise. It's mm-hmm. uh, complicated enough. The biochemistry of cheese making is complicated and nitpicky enough. Sure. The biochemistry of affinage is a whole nother story. Right. And affinage, you might be dealing with, you know, 10, 15, 20 cheeses that are in your line, whereas cheese making, mastering, you know, one cheese is kind of like a life's work, I feel like, in some ways. Yeah, in some ways it is. Um, Mons is actually unusual, even in France, because we we uh, work up to 250 different kinds of cheese at a time. And wow. many affineurs in France only work with one kind of cheese, mm-hmm. like Comté. Right. Or Roquefort or, you know, a specific cheese. We work absolutely every kind of cheese that's made. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a very, very broad expertise and we know all about the very different kinds of work that it takes to mature and judge and understand and follow and develop and nurture many, many different kinds of cheese with mm-hmm. the very, very, very different Um, environmental needs that they have and the very different care needs that they have. And then, you know, deciding, okay, this one's ready. Yeah. Also deciding, we've just received a shipment of cheese in, this happened when, uh, in October, 
big shipment of, of Bloomy Rind cheese came in with a terrible case of slipskin. Mm-hmm. And so the day was devoted with our students to triage. Yeah. These can be saved, and this is how we're going to save them. These, just throw them out. Mm-hmm. And these, well, we'll put them high on the... High on the, on you know, the push we'll, list. Yeah, yeah. On the push list. Or we'll, no, no, no. We'll put them in the in the intensive care unit. Right, 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 <laughs> and right. Do what we can with them. And that's probably like a very real world. Uh, it's a experience. very real. Ex- yeah, yeah, it really is. It's a very real world experience. So that when in the afternoons, you know, we have an an, an idea of what people will be working on in the afternoons, both in the affinage course and in the essential foundations for cheese professionals course. But if something happens. It's all hands on deck, and it's used as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And so then this uh, this affinage program, uh, are there good examples here in the states of you know where this is growing? Do you see it as becoming a more popular profession here? Yeah, I was at I was also at Larkin last year. Okay, and uh, I'll be there again this year. Yeah, and. Um, uh, you know, there were a lot of people who were saying, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to build a cave and, and right. I'm, I'm going to do affinage. And um, I think the, certainly the person in this country that's really got it more advanced and, and, and has amassed the most personal, practical knowledge by mm-hmm. doing the work is Matteo. Yeah. Matteo Keeler at Jasper Hill Farms at, yep. at the Cellars at Jasper Hill. Um, and, you know, he worked very closely with Mons. Right. In designing the calves and figuring out how to do it. Um, he consulted with lots of people, but I know Hervé and, and Laure and, mm-hmm. and, um, and Laurent were involved in that for yeah. years. Wow. Well, that's very exciting. And then yeah. where, do you, where do you see um, caves happening in the States? Do you think it'll be mostly rural areas or do you see any like urban? I'm just no, thinking about I all think this Brooklyn industry. Like, I, yeah. I, well, I've, I've got my ear to the ground yeah there are people from all over the country big urban areas making it happen not far from here yeah uh where you know keep your eyes open because it's all over i mean you know people like formaggio kitchen has Mm -hmm. been doing has had calves downstairs in their in their basement and they're you know they weren't built to be calves right they're converted spaces but they've been working cheese there of course there's murray's in the city right um and uh you know, there there are definitely people. Eric Meredith is now out there, back here in the states, mm-hmm. bringing his knowledge from from uh, from France into affinage here in this country. So there's a lot. I think it's the next big wide open space in this country. I think um, retailers are interested in doing some mm-hmm. some version, some modified version of affinage, and I yeah. think that there are people who who um, want to do it. I think that um, the training is really going to be it, it's really critical because it, it, there's so much that can go wrong yeah i mean i, don't I can imagine a, a, no. a, a, you know a, a, a doomsayer but it's really important to know how to do it right yeah definitely um, and there are there is some expertise in this country but again that expertise much of it was built on what we're doing right Right, and that tradition, you know, you can't really find it anywhere else. Yeah, and so that's why it's really exciting that this is now available in English. Yeah, very cool. Well, look out for this this new course in the fall, everyone, on the website. I'm sure all the information will be there. It's all shortly. there. You can apply the dates, the prices, everything. Awesome. Creative financing ideas. Cool. 
background on who we are, how the courses are structured, who might be interested, what the anticipated outcomes are. It's pretty thorough. Very good. Very good. Well, and I also, um, so I want to get back to the first course that we were talking about in the first segment and kind of the relationship between that course and then the ACS um, exam. exam. Yeah. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, there is a new exam, uh, the CCP exam, Certified Cheese Professional, that ACS, the American Cheese Society, started offering how many years has Last it been year. going on? Last year was yeah, the first year. The second year. And Sue was one of the main people kind of developing and making this course happen um, mm-hmm. for years and years and years before last year. So eight years. Eight years. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, <laughs> but a very thorough exam, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I want to just touch on, you know, how does this course relate to that exam and prepare you? And is that the hope to kind of have this link? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's one of the reasons that we're that we've launched the programs in English now because as I, I kind of wear two hats when I talk about this mm-hmm. because there's my old ACS certification project hat right. and there's my new certification my new not certification my new Academy Opus Cassius hat. Right. Um but clearly um as we predicted when we were building the exam, you know, my mantra for a long time was if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. As in, if we create an exam, there will immediately be a vacuum that will need to be filled with education. Right. And that's what we're doing with the Academy Opus Cassius, is responding to that need. Right. We're not the only ones, but I think we have a fabulous program that is very unique mm-hmm. um, because it has the hands-on component, because it's in France, because it's in English, etc. Um, but uh, so we do cover... Much of what's on the body of knowledge, the body of knowledge being the outline of of what people need to know, the global information that people need to know that we developed as part of the certification exam um, project. And um, so the body of knowledge is public. Mm -hmm. I physically sent all of my files and erased my files from my computer that have to do with the certification project. Yeah. That's not available. I have a very clear moral firewall right. up between right. what I know from my background on developing the exam yeah. and what I say to my colleagues at Mons. Right. So I'm not betraying any anything. Yeah. And in fact, I have no idea what's on the what the content is on the exam anymore because they've written 175 new questions right. for a 150-question exam. So I'm not privy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I have no inside track anymore. Um, but we, we do correspond very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly in no way would I represent that if someone came for two weeks to any course that they would be able to pass the exam. Right. That's why the exam requires that you have a certain number of hours. It's 2,000 hours. As a cheesemonger. 4,000 hours, I can't remember. But yeah. working, not necessarily or as working a in the cheese Working field. in cheese. Right. For money or not, um, but there's a significant requirement of practical hands-on work. Mm-hmm. Um, but our 80 hours definitely qualifies um, as very, very rich, a very, very rich 80 hours of training. Right. And then what's the benefit of, you know, let's say you are able to go to this course, you take the exam, you pass it, mm-hmm. besides, you know, professional development, um, what are the benefits of being a certified cheese professional? 
I think it's a career builder, but it's also added value. Mm-hmm. Um, people who really understand the global world of cheese, that is merchandising, distribution, regulations, how to care for cheese, understand cheese-make processes, understand the families, understand how cheese is mature through affinage, mm-hmm. um, they can take the best care of the product. Right. So they're people that cheese makers and affineurs can have confidence when they, when they know that their product is going to someone who really has a good, solid understanding mm-hmm. of the product and how it works and how it's supposed to work and what it's supposed to be and how to keep it that way and provide it that way to the customers and communicate about it effectively to the customers. Right. That's gold. Yeah. It means, so, so having certified cheese professionals ensures the best possible care for the product, which helps keep cheese makers, uh, helps protect their ability to make a viable living mm-hmm. and keep them working, keep agriculture, you know, landscapes in working landscape and protect the environment that way. Right. It also provides the best possible care to the, to the clients, to the customers, whether they be in a restaurant, whether they be in a retail setting, or if you're a, a, a person in, in distribution, I mean, I think that distributors really are the linchpins because they hold the cheese. Yeah. And so much can happen to the cheese in that middle point. And they're they're the people that every direction looks to for an expertise. Oh, yeah. They they literally hold the cheese. They hold the cheese. That's very true. And they pass it on. And they need to be able to judge when a cheese is ready. They need to be able to make sure that they're managing it well while it's in their care, while it's either in transit or in in being held. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's very, very important um, for distributors to have this well-rounded knowledge, to have the education and also to hold the the CCP I think it's a competitive advantage yeah for hiring if you're a distributor or a cheese uh, cheese shop or anywhere else in the chain if you've got CCPs on your staff you've demonstrated that you're committed to the product you're committed to the best possible care of the product and the best possible care of the customers um, I think that people will have an increasing sense of um, of comfort. Yeah, it's kind of just strengthening, you know, that link. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that gets the, the cheese to the people. Right. Yeah. So that's the business sense. And then, of course, for an, from an individual point of view, the advantage is that there, it's a career builder. Mm-hmm. Not only does it allow you to move up, but the breadth of the exam and the breadth of the training that we offer also gives you enough information that you can move laterally. So yeah. you can move from being a counter jockey to being a distributor mm-hmm. or a rep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that vastly increases the professional options so that we can begin, as Max said a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, or Daphne, one of my lovely colleagues, um, said, and this was a conversation we had for years because we were all on the certification project together, right. that we want this to be a profession, yeah, not just a part-time job yeah. while you're waiting for something else to happen. Right. Um, it deserves being a profession. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, with that, unfortunately, we're, we're out of time, but I think that was a wonderful note to end on. Um, thank you so much, Sue Sturman, for being on the show. And um, if you could just say the website one more time for people to learn more about the cheese training program. Uh, mons, mons.com. 
Great. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll see uh, see you next week on Cutting the Curd. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.